Hey gang, I'm Waverly. And I'm Steph. And this is the Dreadful Diaries, the abandoned archive section. Before we get started, I just wanted to thank everyone that listened to our first ever episode last week. Hope we didn't scare you off too much and that you're back again. This one's going to be a lot lighter, <laughs> hopefully. There's still some... Doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> There's still some deaths, some battles that we're going to get into, some history of this place, the haunts, some fun facts. We'll get to the fun stuff, but we're definitely going to have history class first. So I'm going to be sleeping. Yeah. So <laughs> Steph's going to say nothing while I talk the ear off. It's going to be a great time for me talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> great. And hopefully, like I said, we didn't scare you off. Ready to listen to us drone on about other things because we never stay on topic, which you probably noticed already. Never. Never. Not really working on it either, so you're just going to no. have to grin and bear it if you decide to keep tuning in. <laughs> N- uh, nope, yeah, not working on it at all. <laughs> nope. We were going to say we were. We're not. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> and I just wanted to correct one thing from the first episode. I mentioned one of the other abandoned places I'm going to go over later. It's not the Knoxville distribution center thinking about johnny knoxville too johnny much johnny knoxville is great but it's not his distribution center it's not <laughs> no it's just the knox coal distribution center that's it <laughs> so that was something i just wanted to correct in case anyone wants to look that up in the meantime while they're waiting for me to actually talk about it later and lastly before we get into the actual stuff you're here for i wanted to explain why i chose to say hey gang <laughs> at the beginning because it kind of just gives a little tidbit about who I am as a person and this because she's weird (laughs) so I say hey gang because Fred from Scooby-Doo that's literally that's literally it that's it it's fine everything's fine (laughs) everything is awesome (laughs) so yeah that's why I say that I love Scooby-Doo obviously childhood haunts those were a thing. Mysteries. Great thing. Yeah. So had to bring that childhood in. And then the reason we say love by at the end is because it's a shout back to where me and Sierra worked. We mentioned that on the first episode too. And every time we finished our shift there and they still do it now, which is pretty cool to go back and say love by when we leave. So <laughs> a call back to them as well. And just to throw more of like my personality into it, which makes it fun for me. Even though you're weird. <laughs> Super weird, yes. I'm aware, Stephanie. We're all weird here. You call me dumb, so <laughs> well, just gonna... So, I'm done boring you with the nonsense and talking about episode one. It was there. You had to be there. Great time. Now we're doing our abandoned archives after the history class. It's fine. She's we're gonna go- bore you some more. We are. Hopefully sorry. you like history. Yeah. I'm not sorry. I'm excited to bore you. And for you to sit there and listen to me. I'm sorry. You, you signed up for this. <laughs> well, everyone That's... listening technically signed up for this, too. Also. So, kind yeah, of. y'all are fucked, too. <laughs> it's fine. Everything is fine. Awesome. <laughs> so, I traveled to Virginia 
quite a bit because I have family down there. Every other couple of months or so, I try to fit in at least two visits because I love my family and I miss them dearly, but they were kind of far. <laughs> and yes, and getting off work is an issue, usually. Especially when all your friends work together <laughs> and yeah. one of us has to cover one of the other yeah. to leave. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, in two weeks when we all go to Virginia without Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, and Steph has to stay and work that shit. And watch shit. the dog. And watch the animals because I am now roped into watching your cats. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate you. So we're actually going, like I said, I'm going to stop at Belle Isle again so that I can update some photos for you guys. But I'm really going there for a Dance Gavin dance concert and to see my niece because it's her birthday weekend. And now all of our friends are going because I said I was going by myself. And they're like, how far away from the beach are you? I said, I mean, my dad's literally on the beach. And they're like, oh, so we're going to go? And I was like, cool beans. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, so I guess we're called carpooling. Carpooling, requesting off. Stephanie cover shift. <laughs> Stephanie. Her. She stays home. She went to Arizona and Cali without us for a week. We're leaving her for the weekend. <laughs> yep. It's, so both of us really find... Abandoned places, super intriguing and mm -hmm. beautiful in their decay and awesomeness. And we think it's just so beautiful in itself and the new growth that comes out. And you can always see like plants all along taking over these things that were just left there. Mm -hmm. And it's like the start of my urbex journey. It's also very, very easy to get to. You can find it right on Google. And go right there. I recommend doing so. But it's a nice recreational site now. And there's biking trails and hiking trails. And lots to see. And it's super big. And super legal to go to. Do Unlike it. some of the other things that we'll cover. Unlike most of the places that we've gone to. It, yeah, most of them, actually. <laughs> oh, like that one place that's like felony trespassing now? <laughs> I Still worth it. I don't recall. Me either. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't recall ever going anywhere that said no trespassing. Nah, me neither. No. Sarcasm, guys. Yeah. So, also, because of that reason, this one's super easy to go to. This one's right in Richmond. Like I said, I'll tell you where it's at. But any other one, I'm not going to release the information for. Because, A, I don't trust people at all. People <laughs> no like to tear shit up and vandalize it. Yeah, so I know that if I'm going or if I'm taking people with me, we're going to bring flashlights, a camera, and Steph's probably going to pull out her spirit box or forget she has it on her person and not take it out, but has that. Yeah, especially when it's like, oh, I feel like there's unalive things here and also so does our friend and we're all feeling a little weird and uh, oh, we're back at the car now and we completely forgot to bring that out. Weird. No, it was in my pocket. Yeah, such a weird thing. When you just maybe don't pull it out because you're scared. We probably just weren't meant to hear what was going on in there, so. Yeah, it's fine. We probably don't need to know that. Wave probably would have been knocked down another flight of stairs, but more <laughs> this time. But, but three three floors. <laughs> just three. tumbling down. Could you Show up to work in a neck brace next time. Boss man's like, what happened this time? <laughs> As he goes, ooh, ooh it's a I'm ghost. a ghost. 
sorry, boss man. <laughs> no, I'm. We're calling you out. We're not Completely sorry. Completely calling you out. <laughs> so we're not. We're not disclosing locations. So please don't ask. If you want to find most of these places that we'll mention later, they're a little difficult to find. I'm not gonna lie, but just do your research. Google, YouTube, and Facebook are your friends. And Reddit. Reddit actually helps a little bit too. Oh, uh, yep. There you go. Yeah. Look for so, comments delve in six pages on Google, you'll find something. Dedication, man. Yeah, dedication. So we're going to get right into it. This is history class with Waverly. And Stephanie. Don't fall asleep. Going to. All right, Steph's going to fall asleep. (laughs) It's going to be straight up history class, though, just for a little bit. Only a few minutes, I promise. These are actually meant to be shorter with the way we talk and get off topic. Probably not. Are they meant to be shorter? Yes, absolutely. Are they going to be? No. I'm going to go with no. Yeah. 20 minutes of what we came to record and then like 20, 25 minutes of our banter and bullshit and Wave telling me how stupid I am. (laughs) So in the middle of the James River in Richmond, Virginia, there's your location. Guys, go check it out. There's an island filled with, like I said, biking trails, hiking trails, a bridge, It's now a popular recreational site called Belle Isle. Now, locals, according to my niece, everyone really goes to, like, hang out and smoke some shweed. A little bit of marijuana. (laughs) So so they go there. A little bit of that (laughs) devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce, yes. They go there. They kind of, like, go to chill out on the rocks, smoke a little... And chill out, and then there's other people like me that go hike into the abandoned places off the yonder. <laughs> Over <laughs> off, that way. Off yonder. <laughs> across the uh, the rocks. Like, you could get to it either across the bridge or just by walking, if the water's low, <laughs> across the rocks. So, different ways to get over there to what I think is actually interesting. But you could also just chill out on the rocks. My niece told me that's what they do there because she's kind of more familiar with the area now because she's lived down there for a lot longer and before what it's turned into now and got abandoned and all of that it was actually quite a few different uh, and interesting roles in between there so there was the prisoner of war camp that was there right before the civil war it featured a nail factory a school church and a general store um Actually, I think the nail factory came afterwards, but it still had, like, the school and a church and... Like a community. Yeah, it started to be a community at one point. Between 1600 and 1700, Captain John Smith... I know him. Do you know him? You know that guy? No. (laughs) You being for real? Yes. Bro, I told you I didn't ever pay attention or I wasn't in it. Okay, but you watch Disney movies. You don't know who Captain John Smith is. Like Captain Hook? (laughs) No! You're, you're shitting me right now. <laughs> Not at all. Too many fried brain cells. BTW. It's fine. So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> fun tidbit there about Captain John Smith and her realizing that that's actually not Captain Hook. And, <laughs> and he's actually in a completely different movie on Disney. It's fine. Called Pocahontas. Maybe yeah. some other people are familiar with it. Not Stephanie, clearly. No. Anyway, that's not even, it's not even histor- historically accurate anyway, but no, I just thought at least mentioning the name you might, might ring a bell, but you just 
did not, so. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> so Virginia's native tribes, including the Powhatans, fished in the river there for thousands of years before John Smith came over. One of the earliest mentions of Belle Isle is actually by William Byrd. And William Byrd was the first to purchase any land on Belle Isle, according to my research. And that was in 1676. And then his son, actually, William Byrd II, he was the founder of Richmond. And he converted Belle Isle into the city's premier industrial center in 1742. And during that time period, everyone referred to it as Broad Rock Island. Broad with rocks. Yep. That's all. Broad Rock Island. Love it. Very short, sweet, to the point. Yeah. Yep. So, moving on from there, the 1800s. During the 1800s, the island was home to several different industries. Soon after Richmond was founded, like I said, in 1742, the fishery was built on Belle Isle. It was transformed in 1814 when a company called the Old Dominion Iron and Nail Company established... Obviously, an ironworks and a nail factory, which are the abandoned buildings that are there now. What do you think that nail factory made? <clears throat> Rubber? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess, and the irons clearly worked with copper, not iron. Obviously. Duh. Duh. <laughs> so just prior to the Civil War, like I said, there was the church, the school, and the general store were all founded making it a nice bustling community small but it was there yeah and bell isle manufacturing established itself as well specializing in manufacturing of copper kettles so like teapots yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> but but glass ones not copper actually at the cop like wait are you serious no <laughs> oh <laughs> Was not picking up on the social cue of sarcasm there. My bad. (laughs) No, they made copper kettles. That's what they were famous for. Okay. Now, the island actually was most notoriously known for its role in the Civil War. Now, during that time, during the Civil War, when that all started, there was multiple prisons that were set up for prisoners of war camps. There was um, Libby Prison that was set up in 1861. Confederate authorities confiscated a three-story brick warehouse at Cary Street and Canal Street. This is still there, or? That I don't know. I haven't looked into it, because Cary Street is actually, like, on, it's the main strip. And I didn't know about this prior to going down there all the time, so now I do, and I'm definitely going to look for it. Yeah, I need to know, because next time everybody plans an impromptu trip to the fucking beach, Stephanie's going. (laughs) That's fine. Um, But I don't know if it's there. I don't think it is, actually, unfortunately. I tried to look up pictures of now, and I didn't find any. So Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'll have to do some more digging and research on it. Yeah. But it's one of Richmond's most notorious prisons called Libby Prison, like I said. During that time, too, Belle Isle was converted into a training site for new recruits at the beginning of the Civil War. By the second summer of the war, Belle Isle was opened as a prisoner of war camp to ease the overcrowding at Libby Prison. So that first one got too full. They decided to send them over to Belle Isle. So about to make myself seem even dumber. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) These POWs really, like, they, like, 
people that we captured and I it was from the um, war or I believe it well, I would, would have been Confederate soldiers. Okay. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Correction. I believe it was Union soldiers, like that were the prisoners, because at one point in my research, I remember, and I'm gonna get to it. I think they almost there was a line that said they almost reached Union lines. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Union soldiers that were trying to like, escape. Okay. So I believe. I did. I. This article that I actually got this information that I'm reading from, I was researching like two hours prior to this podcast. So I didn't get too far into it. It's just like, okay, we got this info and then it's like, but wait, here's this. But here's these questions that we don't know. (laughs) It's fine. I'll do more research later, mention it on the next podcast. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. I promise I did a lot of research for it and I kept getting more in depth in it. And I was like, at some point... I said these were going to be short, and they're not. <laughs> so, no. No. Going back real quick. So it closed for a few months, actually, the POW camp. Okay. It closed for a few months, but reopened in May of the next year. So that would have been May 1863. Okay. So closed for a little bit, reopened. And because it's located on the James River, the swift current surrounding it would actually serve as a deterrent for a prisoner escape. Because, like, the water was so high and it was pretty rapid, they didn't really have to worry about too many people trying to trek through that, essentially. Yeah. So, I mean, I probably would have tried to. I mean, with how bad that got, I would also probably just risk it. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm die not. die. Yeah. I'm not one for. Probably would rather drown to death than freeze to death. That, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're right. The camp actually only consisted of prisoner tents, officer and guard quarters, a cookhouse, five hospital tents, and a graveyard. Although its intended capacity was 3,000, there were only 300 prisoner tents for shelter. Mm. So Not anywhere near enough space. Not at all. Mm-mm. And at its peak, there were 10,000. 10,000 prisoners on Belle Isle. And many prisoners suffered from lack of shelter, obviously, because there was not enough room whatsoever. Mm, yeah. So during the cold winter of 1863, up to 14 people would freeze to death each night. Could you imagine, like, just... Freezing to death? No. Yeah, that's what I mean. I hate when it gets too cold in my house or, like, when it's outside and I'm waiting for a concert and I'm freezing and I think I'm going to die, but I don't. And even then, it's too cold for me. And yeah. I have blankets and at least semi-warm. Yeah. And people to talk to. We're wrapping ourselves up in, like, king-size blankets to go outside on my porch to smoke. It's fine. Exactly. No. I no, think. thank you. Yeah, no. With tons of blankets. This, I'm sure they didn't have any. No. Like, actually, by the end of it, I do know that they barely had any clothes or uh, they were very uh, emaciated. Yeah. So, definitely not in good conditions. Mm-mm. Now, the, not only the elements and the cold, those were an issue, but also just the disease that came about with different plagues. I think it was typhoid, pneumonia, mm-hmm. and smallpox were all, like, just raging through the camps. Mm-hmm. Now, sick inmates on Belle Isle were treated by the near ho- nearby hospital tents but if they were too bad they actually had to get transported to hospitals 
in bigger cities. They're doing what they can, I guess, at this time. (laughs) Now, some of them got so desperate as to steal from the guards, Mm. like their the guards' pets. So dogs and and chickens and whatever they could really get their hands on. Yeah just devoured them because they were so desperate like they didn't have any food they were like all right fuck you guys i'm taking your pet and i'm gonna eat it yeah so that happened by february of 1864 prisoners on bell isle were moved to a newly established prison in andersonville georgia mm-hmm. when the men left they were dirty poorly clothed like i said very malnourished did not look in good condition whatsoever. Almost all of the prisoners that left and went over to Georgia, most of them all weighed less than 100 pounds. Probably, and imagine, right, like, men being somewhere between 5'5 five, five and 6 foot and sometimes taller and being less than 100 pounds. Yeah, exactly. Probably deathly, almost. That's like just skin and bones. Yeah. And in its 18 months of periodic operation between 1862 and 1864, roughly 2,000 prisoners were received, like, in total. Not at one time, but in total. And nearly 1,000 died in total. In that stretch of time. Yeah. Yeah. In that two years. Yeah. Two years, I can't count. Two years. And simply, like, when you're there, it's, again, it's broad rocks, and they're not lying about that. At least when I went, the the water was low. You could actually go walk across onto these rocks. Mm-hmm. But, like, looking around and at the trails and all of that, you wouldn't think that the beauty that is there now that people enjoy would have had such, like... Dark. Dark. Sad. Dreadful. <laughs> suffering that mm-hmm. was there before. Like, I didn't know any of this prior to doing the research. That's why this stuff, like, interests me. Yeah, it's American history class, basically. Right. But it's still interesting. Like, I went there not knowing any of that, and now I can go back with this knowledge and enjoy that part of it and kind Mm -hmm. of, like, pay respect to that. Yeah, exactly. I feel like a lot of the time when we, like, especially when we do our random trips where it's just like, hey, it is 5 o'clock and we should be doing research for another podcast, but let's go explore! And end up at three different places with no success and then finally end up somewhere to then research it later. Yeah. Yeah. Which is normally what happens. Uh, But I think, I feel like sometimes that's what makes, like, this stuff interesting. It's like, we went and checked this dope-ass place out. Now, like, listen to the shit about this. Like, listen to the insanity behind this place that we either went to without researching or stumbled across in our attempts. (laughs) Sometimes if we look at this stuff beforehand, I'm like, Oh, yeah. Abandoned funeral home. Oh, all of this happened? Oh, God. 19 remains. Oh, okay. No spoilers. No spoilers. My bad. Spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we're covering an abandoned funeral home that we checked out when I first moved here. Yeah. We're getting there, though. Shit, that was our first explore together, wasn't it? That was one of them, if not the first one. For sure. It was. That's interesting. I love that. I know, me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, there is, um, like I said, this is an article. I'm getting this information from an article I started researching. The one thing that was in there was an excerpt from, like, this one sergeant's diaries that he was keeping while on the camp. Okay. So, 
his name was Sergeant. Dreadful Diaries. Yeah. His, dre- his Dreadful Diaries. His Dreadful Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> so it, his name was Sergeant J. Osborne Coburn, and he was of the 6th Michigan Cavalry. He was taken prisoner October 1863 in Charlestown. The feelings of fatigue, hunger, and worry he wrote of in his diary that October only foreshadowed the suffering that would break his body, but not his will. Okay. Sure. Yes. <laughs> not his will on Belle Isle. In his writing, he said he remained committed to his noble cause and to his country, writing that patriotism and resolution would fit his spirits and that, quote, I shall not die here. He remained hopeful that he would soon be exchanged, yet by Thanksgiving acknowledged that, quote, suffering is trying on the soul, end quote, and would lament two separate entries, the other one being, my God, there is no help. So, yeah, I feel like that's that was a, little a whole dreadful. mood, though. <laughs> that is a whole, <laughs> my God, whole mood. there is no hope. <laughs> That's a mood. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, funny, but also not funny, but that is an entire mood. An entire mood. Yeah. Weakness from hunger and disease in the New Year led him to question his beliefs in uh, Providence and the Union. Still, he did not completely abandon hope or faith. He was transferred from Belle Isle to a Confederate hospital in early February and died there on March 8th, 1864. Although his body succumbed to disease, he wrote on February 21st that his faith and courage are good. End quote. He's actually buried in the Richmond National Cemetery, so I thought that'd be pretty cool to go check out. Yeah. Honestly. Me too. When I'm there with you all. Okay, fine. I'll wait. <laughs> you can we'll just go wait. without me. Just take pictures. <laughs> mm, I'll wait. I guess we can okay. go together. I go there all the time, so. That's a little bit on the prisoner camps. Now, one... Other tidbit of information via history class that I'm going to get into. Okay. It's almost done, I promise. So, so there was a battle that happened there. It was an att- like an attempt to free these prisoners, and it didn't work out so well. <laughs> didn't really. Did they just take those people prisoner also <laughs> when they some, attempted to free some, them? Some of them. Oh, okay. Some, some of them. So, it's like, we're going to come free these POWs. No, you're not. <laughs> you're going to become one. <laughs> Just kidding. Bye. I'm to join them. <laughs> no. So this have more history, and then we're done. I promise it's just a small thing. But I feel like this is kind of interesting. What, the battle but not the prisoners dying? No, I think, like, the whole, like, I felt like, okay, maybe this was kind of going to be boring, but then I just feel like, <laughs> I don't, death and despair is kind of, like, my thing. It's kind of just interesting. So, People dying. Sure, history, but also. <laughs> but also death. We like it. And despair. <laughs> it's so, fine. Yeah, like I said, it's interesting because of the history that's there, and it's mm. a specific spot that is cool to explore. Yeah. Still very sad. Very sad. I mean, Not dark laughing. humor here. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> interesting because I'm interested in those things. Kind of fucked up. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> it's not, but okay. <laughs> I ser- seriously, a little bit of this does feel like 8th grade history class, but I feel like maybe because I did my own research and I'm telling myself about this, that yeah. it's less boring. <laughs> oh, it's like you had to do like a report for school. Yeah. And I'm the teacher you had to report it to. And you're sad about it for some reason because you didn't ask for this. But hey, you taught me a lesson. I know that like Captain John Smith's not Captain Hook, so. <laughs> That's all she's going to take away from this. That is wonderful. Oh, God. Okay. 
So, battle. So, the Battle of Walkerton. The battle occurred uh, March 2nd of 1864 during the campaign known as the Kilpatrick Dahlgren Raid or the Dahlgren Affair. The campaign started with uh, Brigadier General Hugh Judson Kilpatrick leaving Stevensburg. And on February 28th, he left there with 4,000 men with the intent on raiding Richmond. The plan was that the advance force led by Colonel Ulrich Dahlgren should penetrate Richmond's defenses at the rear and release the prisoners at Belle Isle. But Kilpatrick reached Richmond on March 1st, while Dahlgren didn't get there yet. So he hadn't arrived. So plans were not going according to plan. Not at all. At all. So he was under pressure by cavalry, led by Major General Wade Hampton. Hampton actually caught up with Kilpatrick the next day, so he was able to, like, hightail it out of there, but was in the next day on March 2nd, they took refuge, and they didn't, like, get caught. So Dahlgren, on the other hand, found himself unable to penetrate Richmond's defenses on his own, so he tried to haul ass out of there, too. He's like, bye, guys, I don't... Like, okay, this isn't working, gotta go. (laughs) Nope. So he hightailed it northbound, and his group actually became separated at some point, And on March 2nd, Dahlgren, along with about 100 of his men that didn't get separated from him, were ambushed. And because they were ambushed, Dahlgren was killed and most of the men that were with him got captured. Right before this battle actually happened, back at Libby Prison, in February of 1864, 109 prisoners escaped by tunnel with 59 successfully reaching Union lines. Now, while... The Battle of Walkerton was going on. It actually prompted Libby Prison, like their officials there, it prompted them to dig a mine, fill it with explosives, and threaten, like, everyone there that they would blow it up if anyone attempted to escape. While that battle's going on, they're like, yeah, no, you ain't trying this. We're Go just ahead, try to escape. And... Yeah, we're gonna kill you anyway. We're just gonna blow you up. So you wanna, what do you wanna do here? You want to stay here? Great, thanks. Yeah. So, allegedly, there were papers found on Dahlgren's body. So, like I said, he was captured, he was killed, and then most of his men were captured as well. After they killed Dahlgren, obviously, they checked his body for things. And, uh, supposedly, it contained an official union order to burn Richmond and assassinate Jefferson Davis and his cabinet. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then my notes here i don't know if you read them i i literally put in the margin so basically what you're saying is someone sat down a feather quill and paper and was like doth burn that shit down (laughs) do it doth burn that shit down that's what i imagined when i was like oh somebody just wrote yeah just burn that shit just light the motherfucker to the ground Yeah. So, Meade, Kilpatrick, and President Lincoln. Meade is uh, referring to George Gordon Meade. He was a United States Army officer, best known for defeating Confederate General Robert E. Lee at the Battle of Gettysburg. Hey, my eighth grade field trip. I didn't. (laughs) That's because you didn't. Nah, I went to Baltimore Aquarium. Oh. Well, we got... (laughs) 
We got, you got history for your fucking field trips. I got fish. Fuck you. Okay, well, I learned some cool history about Gettysburg that I have not retained any information on. So. That's fine. It was that still a day out of school. I didn't care. Yeah. So. It's pretty cool. It's haunted. So we're going to have to go. Super off topic, actually. We're already off topic. Eighth grade. Yeah. My trip was to the Baltimore Aquarium. You said that. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. It was the year of these big orange-eyed fucking cicadas. These things were huge. Would you have a swarm of them on you? <laughs> <laughs> it was, and they were everywhere. We, oh, okay, so one time, oh, still off topic. <laughs> it's, it's fine. At the abandoned turnpike, um, I think it was this past year, it might have been the MC era, I'm pretty sure. There was just dead cicadas everywhere. Yeah. Just everywhere. Mm-hmm. That one's the one that came to my mind when I saw them the most. Probably because it's a bunch of flat area and I could actually see all of them. But there was a shit ton. Yeah. Insane. Back on topic. Meade, like I said, defeated Robert E. Lee. And actually, I'm pretty sure the bridge that is at Belle Isle is the Robert E. Lee Bridge. Okay. I am pretty sure. But Meade, Kilpatrick, and Lincoln all disavowed any knowledge of the Dahlgren papers that were found on him and their authenticity actually has been disputed. But at the time, that caused a freaking riot. <laughs> that, like, it caused... Because people wanted to see Richmond burn or... <laughs> no, because... Well, it caused um, great public outcry because it was mostly among Southerners. They accused the North of initiating, quote, a war of extermination, end quote. Apparently that was a whole thing. During that last year, um, the camp was open in 1864. The one assistant at one of the surrounding hospitals, he actually stated that um, the patients that were coming in, they were, quote, in a semi-state of nudity, laboring under such diseases as scurvy, frostbites, and general debility. Caused by starvation, neglect, and exposure, many had partially lost their reason, forgetting even the date of their capture. They resembled, in many respects, patients laboring under cretinism. They were filthy, in the extreme, covered in vermin. Nearly all were extremely emaciated, so much so that they had to be cared for even like infants. Now, the Assistant Secretary of Treasure under President Abraham Lincoln in May of 1864 was sent to investigate freed prisoners from Belle Isle. And he gave an eyewitness account um, after he went to investigate. He related the shock Lincoln shared at learning that Union prisoners had been left by the Confederates to starve to death in the shadow of Confederate capital. And that's the end of your American history class with Waverly. Thanks, Wave. You're welcome. <laughs> I can, like, rub the sleepies out of my eyes now. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I'm so glad you could sit through that. Yay. So, <laughs> yes, that was the history. The history that I found interesting anyway. I'm sure that there's tons more in the Richmond area. But this was what mostly took place in Belle Isle that I could find about that one battle. The prisoners, all of the interesting, very bad, unfortunate things that happened to the prisoners there. History class. There you go. You don't have to go to school today if you have school. Yeah, that's fine. Just, <laughs> Just tell them go. you learned this and... I learned about the history today. Bell Isle. See? That's all I need to know that's forever. That's it. Forever. So, some fun facts that I wanted to mention about Bell Isle as well. 
The original Lee Bridge that was built over the island in 1934 was replaced by the current one in 1988. Ooh, that's, that's the year I was born. 1988? You're fucking old. <laughs> okay, bitch. <laughs> Goodbye. Nah, I'm piecing out of this. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Just okay. kidding. That's fine. <laughs> in Hannibal, the 2001 film, Hannibal, the power plant that's now abandoned can be seen as Agent Starling runs across the bridge on the south side of the island. Definitely gonna have to go rewatch that and try to peep the <laughs> the bridge. Are you gonna that post that? The shot. Yeah, I can yeah. I can post a shot. I'll see if I can find it. Cool. I didn't know that when I went back in 2019, so that's actually pretty cool too. I didn't I don't think I watched that film yet. Mm-mm. I watched like Silence of the Lambs, obviously, because classic. Yeah. Other things I wanted to mention were the haunts, the spooky haunts. Boss man would say, ooh, I'm a ghost. Ooh, I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so with 300 years of history, there's obviously bound to be some haunts for sure. There's um, ghost stories that have come about, as one would assume, most ghosts seen amidst the walking trails and overgrown structures on Belle Isle appear to be wearing blue Union uniforms. According to my research, a hiker once heard disembodied footsteps following them around the trails only to discover no one behind them. Not a single soul. Well, okay, not a single person. Probably a soul. (laughs) Probably a soul. Not a person. That's living. Shadow figures and strange light, like orbs, have have been seen around the island according to locals so you're telling me to just pretty much stand in the middle of the island with my box and just listen see what happens and talk probably not even talk let's just listen (laughs) yeah strange light orbs have been seen in the hydroelectric plant and around the island another group of hikers actually claimed to hear the sound of galloping up to and then past them, as well as the sound of something being dragged behind the horse. Oh, okay. Creepy. Sure. There's also a book called The Ghosts of Belle Isle by Stephen K. Smith. I would assume, I haven't read it, but I'm assuming it's much like the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew. Yeah. Which, those were great and all, but R.L. Stein was my shit. <laughs> and, then, and then when I grew you know. up, obviously Stephen King. Yeah. Probably started my obsession with all of this, but it's fine. Yeah. Same. Scooby-Doo for the TV and then creepy books. <laughs> so, just all the creepiness. It's all great. All of it. Oh, and Christopher Pike. I don't. Did you read any of his stuff? Nah. Uh-uh. Okay, give me a couple names of his books, maybe. Oh, I can't think any off the top of my head. Oh. R.L. Stein, I have. I can name plenty. Obviously, goosebumps. Okay. But I was just making sure that, like, you know, this was like in my brain the right way. <laughs> Clearly, Captain Hook wasn't. Clearly. <laughs> You know what, though? It's like, okay, for me, it's like, I could tell you what song it is, but don't ask me who the fuck sings it. I could tell you what book it is, but don't ask me who wrote it. Except for, shout out to, like, my favorite author, so. Frida McFadden. Well, I knew that, but they didn't. Okay, well, shout out Frida McFadden, best thriller. Stephen King. Nah. Bro, what? Okay, but she's a fucking psychiatrist. Okay, Who writes thrillers. (laughs) That is so great. That was but like, you cannot tell me she's better than Stephen King. I will. We will go rounds, and I'm pretty sure everyone's gonna disagree. That's because no one knows who you're talking about. Probably first. not. Fine. I haven't read any Frida of her stuff. McFadden. All right, I'll give her a shot. Actually, her books are free on Kindle. Like you can rent them for free on Kindle. <laughs> so on the trails there, you might see that if you go hiking, you'll see these like I don't know how to describe them. They're usually either wooden. 
or metal, and they have like descriptions of the sites that you're looking at. Oh, so, so like, like historical sites, historical plaques, I guess. Yeah, plaques. Yeah. They they're set up, and um, like if you're walking on the trails, you'll see these, and it'll tell you about the plant mm. and the flat ground you might see in front of you, which was where you know these tents were set up, or so on. So you mean like that one from yesterday that we saw? <laughs> told us it was a memorial to yeah like holocaust yeah we went to this place yesterday which was a really cool house that we think was converted into a haunted house possibly it was called ghostly Ghostly mansion oh ghostly mansion i ghostly mansion and we went there couldn't get in but (laughs) we went around the one side of it and there was this weird like structure that looked like headstones almost like the way it was set up, and then next to it was another rock that had a plaque on it. And we're like, oh, okay, well, what, what's this? Like, we were wondering what the house was and all of that. It turns out it was a memorial for the Holocaust. Yeah, sad. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Um, we should go. We should probably. <laughs> we should go. Okay. So we left, and we didn't get into that place. Um, but it was cool to see from the outside. Just an, sorry, off topic again, but I thought that I might ask to make sure that what I was thinking in my brain was right. So something like that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So something like that. You'll see those set up and the hydroelectric plant, that's now what I explored and the abandoned building that you can see while just standing on the rocks. It's like right across the river. The hydroelectric plant was constructed in the early 1900s, providing power to the trolley system on the south side of the river and the steel company to the east end of the island. So it provided power to both of those. One of the flat area signs, like there's a whole open flat area, and that sign reads, the flat land in front of you. At different times, this field once held a Powhatan fishing village, a colonial era horse racetrack, small farms, a Civil War prison camp, 19th century iron plant, signs of the prison and factories remain today the building it's vacant now for over i think it was half a century at this point the reason it was abandoned is because the river water that shot through the metal grates and turbines they started to wear and get rusted and it would also yeah it would and it would fill with debris so just get caught and it didn't really work out the way that it was meant to like some things do and by 1963 the plant was decommissioned and left abandoned mm. so now you can explore that it's mostly concrete from what i remember you can see the concrete like side of it facing out of the island you can see it from the bridge if you're walking across if you walk across the bridge and go down and around that's how you would be able to like climb into that <laughs> um, but if you want to look at it from a distance that's cool too you can kind of see it across the the river there and take some pictures and not have to get all close close up and personal with it we have to get close up and we have to get in there like fuck up against it we need in <laughs> yeah not not close not in close proximity inside of it and like i said finally on to the abandoned stuff so there's the remains of the old oil and explosive materials where our storehouse and of course the aforementioned abandoned hydroelectric plant So, like I said, when I got a chance to see Belle Isle, the water was very low. You could veer off the walking trails that are there and just shoot right across onto the rocks where people would just sit. 
I'm gonna post some pictures. You'll see exactly what I mean. Like how there's just a bunch of rocks, a little bit of water. I took pictures from across the river looking at the hydroelectric plant. So I'm gonna post those. I sat on the rocks and I listened to the low sound of conversation that was going on around while I did my research on my phone for just like the small bit because I was reading on Atlas Obscura just like a little bit about that. That's how I find a lot of the abandoned places I go to. I don't like sharing that information, but it's a good website for sure. Sure. And so as the sun started to set, I got a few photos because I liked how eerie it looked during dusk time and as the sun was setting and it was starting to get like that in between, like not too dark, but just a, I think that's why my photos are a little grainy because now I have this awesome camera that makes it look like it's daylight outside. <laughs> yeah. And as you're sitting there, the ruins beckon you to explore like 300 years of, I don't know, that's sometimes when I go to places, it just, that's what it beckons you, like, come explore my wonderful history and things inside, like, special. Special, special. Special, magical, special, magical place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's Belle Isle, there's tons of history on it, got some battles, got some haunts, got some cool things about being in a movie. And you got some abandoned things, which is my favorite part. Mine too. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the really, the first reason I went there anyway. Okay. Ghosts and abandoned. Ghosts for me. Yeah. Both. Which I didn't know about the ghost things before I did my research either. So that was also really fun looking up. Yeah. So that was our first ever abandoned place. Yep, abandoned archives episode. Yeah. And it was not as short as I thought it was going to be. No, but also, again, half of it, just bullshit banter between Wave and Steph, so it's fine. (laughs) Super cool to learn about that and to learn about all of the things that go on in our head every five seconds, (laughs) as usual. Again, thank you for tuning in to our first ever Abandoned Archives episode. The next one I think we're going to be doing is the Abandoned Turnpike Act. Wave has vowed to take me there before we go because I would like to be there before we talk about this in the next episode. That is very true. So hopefully I'll take Actually, her. you didn't vow. That was me telling you that oh. you were vowing. Well, I, don't. I was wondering why I didn't remember that. See, but. exactly. <laughs> As she disagrees, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess we'll try to go uh, later this... Well, we have two weeks before the next uh, Abandoned Place episode. That will not be as... Hopefully, it'll be more along the lines of why the Abandoned Turnpike's there, a little bit on the history, and why it was left abandoned as usual. No, it's not about history, and then immediately says a little bit about history. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be. Everything I'm searching is obviously history and what happened. But it's not going to be... Civil War legitimate American Oh, so we're not going to sit in eighth grade history class then and make Stephanie feel like a dumb blonde. Maybe not. We'll see. We're hopefully going to go see the abandoned turnpike. Check that out so Stephanie can get some pictures. Sierra's been there. Steph has to experience it. I do. So hopefully we'll be able to explore that before our next episode for abandoned archives. If not... I might have to change it up. That's nah, pending. I'll still do it with you. Don't worry. Oh, how nice. I don't you. have to experience it to do it. I haven't been there. <laughs> so, yeah. That is our next week. We're going to be covering the Saitama dog lovers murders. Okay. They're, the dogs don't get murdered. So, spoiler. So, you don't have to worry about that. Just people. <laughs> okay. The Saitama dog lovers murders. 
We're going to get into that. So we're going back to Japan for that. And I think that's it. So you can follow us on Instagram at The Dreadful Diaries. You can send us a Gmail at thedreadfuldiaries at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedreadfuldiaries. Love, bye. Love, bye.